Welcome to episode 8 of Spiritful Wanderings. Courtney and I have the pleasure of connecting tonight with the joyful Joanne Lowell. Joanne, she is a certified breath practitioner. She's been working at the leading edge of the conscious breath movement, both locally and internationally for decades. Joanne's a coordinator for the International Breathwork Foundation, and she's a birth attendant. She's been actively integrating conscious breathing into school programs worldwide. And I personally have attended Joanne's breathwork circles and workshops. And my oh my, I've been deeply moved by her incredible depth of knowledge, uh, the potency of her presence and awareness, and the safe and sacred space that she so easily holds. Joanne's a woman profoundly and gracefully helping to strengthen the collective nervous system. Welcome to the podcast, Joanne. Thank you, Rochelle, and thank you, Courtney. It's, mm. a, it's a delight to be here mm. on, and for us to wander together tonight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, yeah, when we think about the breath, uh, it's the first thing we do when we're born. Mm-hmm. And it's the last thing we do when we die. And there's uh, my best friend is Ojibwe, and there's Ojibwe word for what is the in-between. And oh my gosh, it's 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 out of my brain right now, but it's like miskine is the name of it. And it's mm. like every breath that we take between the first and the last. And mm. so when we work with conscious breathing, breath work, conscious connected breath work, um, really we're starting to bring some awareness to all those breaths in between the first and the last breath. And although our systems work like as we automatically breathe mm-hmm. um do we actually bring awareness to that breath if we're meditators we probably do mm-hmm. um and when we work with breath work we're bringing awareness to the fact that we actually have certain patterns in the way that we breathe mm. when we're open and alive mm. and joyful and we have patterns that we breathe when we're closed and contracted and it's not a problem it's a fact um and and what we can learn though is that how we breathe is how we live our lives mm. and how we live our lives is how we breathe so if i'm in a place where i want to change my life i could change my breath and i could change my life which that was really the subject of I was just a speaker at uh, the breathing festival last month and that was their theme and each of us as a speaker was asked to bring just at least one thing that people could have as a takeaway Mm. and uh it's it's really that simple. It's kind of like right underneath our noses yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard so much about this I've heard that um diseases can be cured like emphysema um and it's because people have learned uh, unskillful breathing patterns or ways of connecting to their breath. It's, it's totally fascinating what we find. Totally. Yes. And of course, you know, we, it's easy to make the correlation with things like stress. And then of course, stress is a relationship to different kinds of diseases. Mm-hmm. And so how do we just soften our breath and soften our, our, our um, exhale 
And how do we, you know, if we're really activated in our sympathetic ah, fight or flight, or if we're really activated in our parasympathetic system and we're just half asleep and, and depressed, that we can actually change our breathing and change those those states. Mm. So if you want to try something with me right now, if you're willing, a little bit of breathing here. <laughs> I know it's to. funny. We're going to go breathe tonight. What? <laughs> what do you mean? We're breathing. <laughs> so uh, for those who are listening, um, if you're driving a car, please do not close your eyes. <laughs> but you can do this with us. But for those who can, you, if you want to, you can close your eyes and just feel your feet on the ground and bring your awareness to your breathing. And just notice how the breath comes in. And notice how the breath comes out. And just scan your body and notice where you feel relaxed. Notice where you might feel a little bit tense. Notice if there's any expanded states or any contracted states. Notice your feelings. And as you're breathing, I'm going to ask you to pay attention to your in-breath. And notice how long your in-breath is. So if you could put a count to your in-breath, let's say it's the count of three, one, two, three. I'm going to ask you now to double the length of your exhale. So if your inhale is a count of three, roughly your exhale is a count of six. doesn't have to be exact. So a nice lengthened exhale. Take another couple of breaths in this way. And actually notice how your body is feeling as you bring your breath back to its normal rhythm. Notice how your body feels. Notice how your feelings feel. And when you're ready, you can just stretch your fingers, and wiggle your toes, and take a stretch if you like. And then you can just open your eyes and just stay with what you're noticing, what you're feeling. I always think it's interesting when I'm with my breath, <clears throat> how much my hips seem to be a part of like, for me and my body, it's like once I'm breathing, my hips end up joining, like my, my hips end up moving with the breath. And I think that's kind of fascinating for me, just this curiosity, you know, this connection for me between my hips and my breath. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously one of the things that happens when we bring our awareness to the breath is now we are hopefully, probably, presumably in the present moment. Uh-huh. And being in the present moment, we're much more in our bodies. Yeah. And it could be, maybe, I'm just throwing this out, maybe your hips have kind of been having something to say for a long time. Uh-huh. And it gets louder the knock on the uh-huh. door when you're breathing, simply uh-huh. because you have this sort of open field of awareness um, I mean, we could look deeper too, if it's, yeah. you know, sometimes throat is connected to, 
to the lower chakras. Uh-huh. So when we're breaking babies, sometimes uh-huh. we want to open our throat so that we'll open up our pelvis for babe to come through. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's almost like for me, it's like, it, it's like for me, what I notice is that though that hip movement or that somehow it supports my breath to get bigger. It's like other parts of my body are joining in that breath. Somehow ah. so it's like creates like a rhythm or something. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Cause it, cool. well then that's interesting because we're, we're starting a series next week of, for releasing trauma. And in fact, we actually start to bring in a hip movement, uh-huh. bringing in the spinal movement, uh-huh. and the neck and the head and maybe a bit of touch, but it's all activated with the breath and then the movement leading us uh-huh. as opposed to our minds mm. saying where we think we should be. Oh, that sounds exciting. You're doing that next week? All that mm. all that wisdom in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the unraveling. So what you you were looking pretty relaxed there, girl. Mm, <laughs> I love it. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah, I, I just become so aware of any little bit of tension which is usually in my chest and then I just go oh there that's there and then it usually just dissolves <laughs> yeah, so right. what we just did was a breath pattern it was just doubling the length of the exhale and um, there's a number of different manuals I've been a part of writing and so we when we name it we call it the relaxing breath but when I offer it to people, I don't want to give a name to it because I don't want to lead you on as to what your experience would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when what we find is when we double the length of the exhale, it is a relaxing breath. And then the minute that we're relaxing in our physiology, now imagine you're a woman giving birth and mm-hmm. I've just relaxed in my physiology. Oh, wow. I'm now open, more open and relaxed for babe to come through mm-hmm. or I'm, or I'm in a sticky situation emotionally or relationally. And I've now just taken that nice two long exhales and I'm much more relaxed to receive what's happening in the moment. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that my white knuckle breath because I tend to be someone who's late and there I am driving down the alley and if my mind is saying, ah, I'm late, I'm late. And then I I go, take a breath and white knuckles is me on (laughs) the steering wheel. And really by the time I take two breaths like that, the situation hasn't changed, but I've changed in how I am with the situation. Mm. And Maybe I just pull over and make a quick call and say, I'm running three minutes late. Mm. Um, Hope you're okay. And then all that tension and all that stress is just relaxed. And that's such a simple example, but we have those kinds of moments throughout our whole day, Mm -hmm. our whole lives and the way we live. Well, a lot of us. Mm -hmm. I have a curiosity, Joanne, about breath work. This is something as a somatic therapist, I'm super curious about this is, and, and in my own relationship with my breath, is this a relationship between when we consciously bring in a new way of breathing, you know, like where we sort of like intentionally change how we're breathing as opposed to like supporting an organic change in the breathing, you know? And I'm curious about you because only because I know in my own nervous system, just to share where that curiosity has come from is I had... um when I was born, <clears throat> I had shoulder dystocia, so my shoulder got stuck, and 
Anyways, I wasn't getting enough, like somehow I wasn't getting enough oxygen through the umbilical cord. And I'm not sure how that relates to then my actual breath. Like it's kind of curious because I wouldn't have actually been breathing, but my somehow it, it affected how I took in oxygen. But the, the way that my relationship has been with my breath is anytime anyone would bring in this idea of changing my breath, like intentionally, it would almost worsen the way that my breathing would. It's like it's like that for my breathing was like the worst thing, you know, like if someone's like, now make yourself breathe for. And for me, my relationship with my breath has been so much about I have to really just be with what it is. And then in the being with what it is, like very gently invite a subtle something new and I'm just curious about that, if you can speak to it or. Well, that's a really deep and beautiful question. <laughs> because it's, it's almost like, um, it's like the question of almost like pendulating between fake it till you make it uh-huh. and um, trust what is. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like don't try to fix the problem, just be with what is. Right, yes. And, and, so there's an interesting relationship there. Right. So first off, let's back up. And I'm going to say that whenever I start a circle with a group, whether it's in person or online, or if it's individual work, the first thing, one of the first things I always say is you can't do breath work wrong. Right. There's no way you can do it wrong. Right. Because how our breath is, is just simply showing us something. Uh-huh. And so if something is happening in someone's breath, and there's something that I notice. I would never say, oh, your breath mm-hmm. is wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Rather, I just might bring, I might get curious and say, what are you noticing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm no, what are you noticing? And I don't even say what I'm noticing. I might say, what are you noticing in your um, collarbone? And, and then you might start to say a little bit about what you're noticing. And in fact, with the breath and with awareness, we might follow a very organic trajectory uh-huh. through what is arising in your body and what we're seeing and, and allowing whatever is arising. And oftentimes there'll be an emotional charge, uh-huh. there might be a physical charge. Yeah. There may be a shot of spirit coming through uh-huh. there. There may be thoughts crazy uh-huh. like coming and, and really what we'll say is no matter what, simply keep breathing. Because mm-hmm. um, what we're typically, um, we become conditioned to do is when there's a, an upsetting, a traumatic, or even just an uh, uncomfortable moment, especially when we're kids, is mom and dad are fighting and I'm hiding out behind the couch and I go, mm-hmm. and I, I hold my breath and then what's happened is maybe I needed to express anger, fear, sorrow, and that circuit got stopped and mm-hmm. it's stuck somewhere in my body. Mm-hmm. And so the organic part of breathwork is just simply allowing whatever's arising to come through. Mm-hmm. And if you're holding your breath, then I probably would, yes, I would mm-hmm. be giving mm-hmm. some instruction. Right, right, um, right. But it depends on where we, at, where we are at on a journey. Uh-huh. Because the other piece that you brought in was about your own birth imprints uh-huh. or your own birth. And so I'm going to jump over there for a second. Um, and that is that 
It's a very interesting thing, but the longer you're doing breath work, conscious connected breath work, that's a circular breath pattern, no pauses in, in the in between the inhale and exhale, it will come to pass that at some point we will revisit our own birth. Mm. And it's this miraculous thing mm -hmm. that suddenly a person comes out of their experience, they're in a slightly altered state, and they'll say, I was in my mother's womb mm -hmm. and here I was coming down and oh my shoulder was was something was happening and 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 there can be things like the doctor had red shoes with white drips of paint on them or something and then if you ask the doctor he'll say oh I used to have red shoes <laughs> and I was painting that time of year like you'll actually have total recall of real things and so if we're working at the birth imprint level then um, it's like the first doorway that we come through is, is that through the birth. And so whatever is happening in that moment in the way we're born can make a deep imprint on us. And then it can affect the way we are relationally in our lives. Mm -hmm. It may or it may not, but it can. And if all of us probably have some stuck behaviors, I already mentioned one of mine being late. Well, I was late at my birth <laughs> and I would be late crying outside the door to my classroom every single day. And it wasn't, and I go to, I don't know how many time management classes <laughs> until I found out that, oh, I have some work to do with a newborn infant me. And so that newborn infant me, I want to breathe with that newborn infant me really kindly and really gently. Mm. And Really, when I say that, isn't that kind of the truth in the world mm -hmm. with all the different kinds of traumas, different kinds of upsets we have? What if we treated ourselves and each other like a newborn little infant mm -hmm. to hold so carefully? And so at that point, you know, just the very act of just being in that state, if that was you, Courtney, in a moment mm -hmm. of breathwork, then we would simply be with what is in the moment arising. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know that that was so healing for me in breath work um, was for me how much I needed to move and make a lot of noise. Like when I realized, like for me, the like lots of noise and lots of movement is what my body wanted to do. And that was a huge breakthrough for me in my relationship to breath was when I understood there was this permission for that because really there was so much of that in my system that when it, it was this idea that I had to sit very still and get really quiet and then breathe, it was almost impossible for my system to hold that. And then once it was like, you can make noise, you can scream, you can wiggle around. It was this huge, like, I don't know, freedom, freedom. It, 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 it was the first time I actually started to authentically relate with my breath because there wasn't this restriction around how it needed to look. And I, and then it was this discovering of my breath in that space, you know, so. Beautiful. Yeah. And I actually, I work with um, clients very specifically on their birth imprints. Uh -huh. I, I don't have shoulder dystocia right here in front of me, but here would be just my, my educated guess uh -huh. is that there you are descending down the birth canal. And at a certain point, you can't keep going. You're uh -huh. stuck. Stuck. And so your, your whole organism is intended to move at that moment mm -hmm. and something is happening that isn't, isn't allowing you to go forward mm -hmm. or allowing you to move. Yes, and or, so or then, allowing oxygen too. So yes. there's this like, yes, uh -huh, yes. Okay, uh -huh. yes, exactly. This yeah. combo. 
Yeah. Totally, exactly. Yeah. And so then how we come into the world and how we're born and those birth imprints, then we will see a physiologically, a physiology, a psychology, yes, a whole bunch of things. But here's the good news <laughs> is that uh, as a birth attendant, um, which is a whole other subject, uh, but uh, I've been a birth attendant 33 years and every single birth that I've attended, every single birth in my view experience is perfect, mm -hmm. just the way it is. Mm -hmm that those birth imprints that we get are part of what we came here to learn uh -huh, as a student uh -huh. and what we came here to teach. <sighs> and I'd be willing to bet that when you had that moment, that epiphany of really coming out is that probably, I'm guessing, a part of your soul nature that really wanted to burst forth and into the world really got it mm -hmm. through that. And if you hadn't had that restriction at that time, you might not have had that epiphany, that, that way of mm -hmm. expressing yourself. Well, I mean, I'm a somatic therapist. It's all about, <laughs> right? It's all about like movement, authentically listening to your body. I want to move the way I want to move. And so it's like, yeah, that's totally. And that sounds like Courtney bursting out into the world. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, it's so powerful. I mean, I'm I've just discovered in the last few years that, you know, the triggers and the health problems and all sorts of things that I've been dealing with for years are related to my birth trauma because mm. <laughs> it was a pretty intense situation as well. So it's um, now it's just, as you said, Joanne, I think one of the most powerful things you just said there was that it's all meant to be for you to work through in this lifetime. And that's a real, that was, that's a new way for me to look at it because... <laughs> I feel like I'm, I've got my fists going against each other right now. It's like me versus birth trauma. <laughs> right, yes. Maybe there's another way I can hold that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, when I went to your workshop um, in Nelson, uh, Joanne hosts, well, I'm not sure if you still do, Joanne. Do you still? I guess it's been COVID, so we haven't had any lately. But oh, when I'm I switched to online circles, but uh -huh. yes, typically I would do in in-person circles and we will again it'll happen oh good yeah they're so wonderful I went for the first time and I was totally stunned by what happened I mean I had no idea what to expect but um I think I ended up being you know the big energy focus of the circle because I was just crying and crying and crying there was so much sadness in my mm. body that I didn't even know was there mm. and I just you know and luckily you had a support person there it was just wonderful but to meet with what comes up when you do that circular breath mm. and it's taking you somewhere that you know, could be really deeply buried within and it just shows you and it's yet it's gentle because it just moves through and it does what it needs to do if you just let it and you feel supported. So it's like you're giving birth to a part of yourself you may not have been aware of through these practices. Totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's I'm always feel so honored and humbled you know, in the course of a circle um, and what arises and what moves through for people and how amazing we are as human beings and how resilient we are. That um, for those who are listening who may not have ever had the experience of a breathwork session or breathwork circle, um, you know, we create a safe space and it could be sitting down or standing, but mostly we're usually laying down 
and we we engage in a circular breath, which is an, usually an open mouth breath, where the the inhale is equal to the exhale, and there's no pauses in between, and it's open mouth for about an hour and a half. <clears throat> and the first time people hear that, they go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and in fact, that's a part of an answer to one of your questions earlier too, Courtney, was that um, initially the breath pattern can feel a little bit uneasy and I'm not sure and so uh-huh. on. And and typically it's like, just, just keep trying that, keep, keep going with it because most people report that they'll get to a stage where the breath is breathing them uh-huh, uh-huh. and feel like they're they're really on this organic thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so then the combination of um, there's usually evocative music and I'm giving some a bit of guidance and so on. And then we might go, I might go around to individuals because there may be something that's looking like it's wanting to move or, or something might help. But at the same time, I'm so respectful of each person in their own energy field Mm -hmm. that you are in an altered state. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm getting shivers here because (laughs) it's like I ask permission of the divine one within you before I even come even close to you because I don't know, maybe you're seeing the creator in this moment and you're, or you're seeing your long less lost, dead mother or somebody and and i'm not going to come and interrupt that experience you know Mm -hmm. and so when you said that you found yourself crying and crying it's that's beautiful to Mm -hmm. me that's beautiful because what that might mean is that how many times was there a little rochelle who needed to cry Mm -hmm. yeah or or just that stupid thing that happened at the supermarket today or Mm -hmm. wow in the car today or whatever and um i can admit that just about every day, or well, let's see, every day since COVID started in 2020, I would just find myself spontaneously crying at some point in the day. And I just simply allowed it because it just felt like there's a lot going on and a lot going on in the world and a lot going on with lots of people that I care about. And it's like a pressure release valve mm-hmm. and it doesn't harm anyone. <laughs> and it's a good thing, you know. Well, it's such and, beautiful permission. And then what happens is, is that just what you just described that you, so it's almost like these circuits that maybe get a chance to get completed and released. And then it's almost like we might go through maybe one crescendo and maybe another, maybe two or three, but then we always come to a point in our sessions where our music gets gentler and our, our breathing gets gentler. And, and even sometimes people might fall asleep and they may feel apologetic. And I say, no, no, you're integrating because it was like a deep release. And then now there's this deep sense of integration. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this today that key thing is that we are in allowance with our breath. We allow what it is to be what is and when we're in resistance, we're not in allowance. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if I'm coming across someone who's in resistance and it'll come up in ways where you'll see mm-hmm. things happening in the body in certain ways. And I'll just ask some curious questions. What are you noticing? What's mm-hmm. that are like? You, were you speaking to like tetany of the hands? That's me, yeah. Yeah, I, that was me. My whole <laughs> hands were like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I was so amazed at it. I'm like, what is happening to my hands? <laughs> For those who can't see, Rochelle, she's got these claw-like hands right now. 
Um, it's common. It's common um, when we are be- become when we are new to breathwork, and what it is is that we're taking in so much big inhale of breath that we want to be equaling on the exhale because these toxins are being released. And a lot of people might not know this, but seventy percent, seven zero, of the toxins of our bodies are released through our breath. That's probably why we have bad breath in the morning, <laughs> jungle mm-hmm. breath. And, and, a, and a good breathwork session is a stinky room, you know, like <laughs> lots has been released. And um, if we're not really fully letting go, that means if we're in some kind of resistance, then we can start to get a tight jaw, tight hands, maybe tight feet. And, and so that's, again, another part of good facilitation is that I'm noticing that and I may come and say, well, tell me what's going on with your hands. And you can say, I can hardly move them in my mouth. And, you know, and how does that feel? And it's like, wow, yeah, it feels like this. So I'll give a few suggestions, toning, lengthening the exhale, which we just did. So there's that relaxation. You might move your body a little bit. There's a few other different things we can employ. And most of the time it starts to shift and move. If it does not then my question is, what are we hanging on to? What, what's happening for you that we're hanging on to? And it's okay because our breath and our body is simply showing us that. Can I be with what is that I'm hanging? Can I be with that I'm holding on? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it, you can kind of hear there's a riddle in that mm-hmm. because I'm not asking you to let go. I'm not asking you to change a thing, but just simply notice what that is. It's such an interesting thing for me as we're describing this and we're talking about um, is just tuning in even deeper to this. The breath is this place of like um, how much trust it takes as a human to trust that every time, like the, how much we need breath, like on a really deep, you know, visceral, like such a deep relationship to life. It's like my body, it's this place, this interface between me and the outside world. And this such a deep trust that this thing that I need so much is always going to be there, you know? And, and it's like such a deep relationship with life. Like I need this and I just keep trusting and surrendering to it's here, it's here, it's here, you know? And what a medicine that is to keep discovering that, you know, for me, I know in my body is like, there's almost like this keep discovering, oh, what I need is here. Oh, what I need is here. Oh, what I need is here. Like there's this like deepening of this trusting, like life. And really I feel for me, it, it feels like life and spirit, you know, and spirit like, continually moving through but it's such a vulnerable place really this place as a a human of how much we need this thing you know and how much there in that moment we have to so surrender to that vulnerability and yet we're so strong in the fact that we keep breathing through all these different things you know it's almost like this interface of like the most vulnerable thing and also like this amazing capacity we have at the same time and so i'm just feeling like this is this like this is this place where we're connecting with that hey like this interface of humanity really i i think you completely just described what we are as humans uh-huh. because we are these amazing spirits these amazing uh-huh. souls that come in with this this 
eternal kind of capacity uh-huh. and then oh you just hurt my feelings ow yeah. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> just my toe ow yeah. and, and and our vulnerability, vulnerability. and and it's, it's the sweetness of us uh-huh. and it's the sorrow of us and it's yeah. the beauty of us yeah. and it's the frustration of us it's like it's all kind of wrapped into that so when you said you know it's here it is i just keep coming back to it. here it is here it is and i would add it's here and it's now. Uh-huh. Now it's here it's and here it's now. now. And here it's now, here and now, mm. here and now. And because there, what you described just now is so beautiful, is that it's like on the in-breath, I'm fully breathing in all of life and every cell of my being is enlivened with spirit, mm. with the fullness of life. And then when I let go, I'm embracing death. Uh-huh, I'm right. letting go. Right. I have to completely let go that I'm totally vulnerable out on a raft, uh-huh. <laughs> bumbling along with all the other humans. But now what happens? Oh, I meet the next one. And the next breath is a full breath in uh-huh. and filling every cell. And then I ha- uh-huh. and then there I am meeting that, all my vulnerabilities right. and all my failings. Well, that's so interesting, though, as you're doing that, what I notice is I feel more vulnerable on the in-breath. Mm-hmm. So for me, oh. in the mm-hmm. out breath, I feel uh-huh. way less vulnerable. And it's when I need it, the oxygen, I notice same. I'm like, <gasps> like, that's the vulnerable place for yeah. me. And what a neat thing to notice, like these, the, um, yeah, what a neat exploration, right? Like, it's like in the taking in and the mm-hmm. taking in that I feel more vulnerable. Yeah, it's like I'm more comfortable with the rest of the out breath and just the sh- maybe it's more because I'm comfortable with the shutdown more. <laughs> right, it's like, right. oh, I'll just sit with the out breath. I can sit there forever. But then when I take in, it's like, oh, can I take in life? How much can I take in? Oh, I don't know. Do I deserve to take in a full breath? <laughs> you know, like there's so oh, many pieces of so breathing in for me. Right. <laughs> and for me, it's something about needing it. Like I, I oh, I need you. There's mm. something about that, that place of need. So it's interesting. So I'm getting this intuitive hit for you, Courtney. Uh, and this is um, just, you know, you may just try this, maybe not now, but uh-huh. when you're on your own, is that simply to say, I am a tree. Mm. And here I am. And I am rooted in the ground. Mm. And here's the sun above me. And it's almost like every pore of my being is like breathing in and out. It's like this, this organism. Mm. And there is, there's this, it's it's less about need it's rather it's it simply is it's like this like the very breath i'm breathing i'm breathing in the trees and the very breath out i'm letting go the trees are breathing in and that there's this um you know it's a symbiotic relationship um but I, I, yeah, well, we could do a session one and one yeah, yeah. I'm going back to your birth. <laughs> totally. I know I could see that. I'm like, oh, I see yeah. what, where that's from because my first that's breath, right. my very first yes. breath, I was in more of a like, <gasps> like gasping yes, yes, instead gasping. of it just yeah. being like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so something that we would work through. So say if we were going to be doing a longer series together yeah. one on one, if, if you're okay for me to just yeah, say Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Is that... Well, we would, we would examine and take a closer look at your birth and then that particular birth imprint. And then we would probably start to work with some form of breathing and affirmations that, um, that it's safe to breathe, mm-hmm. it, that, it's, that it's safe to trust. I trust that my breath is here mm-hmm. and I trust that my breath isn't going anywhere. And when it's deep birth imprint stuff, um, 
when we finish doing birth imprint work, then I say, okay, there's only one other thing. And they say, what? And I say, you have a year's homework. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because you, you want to say these affirmations to yourself every morning, every night. And, and that's, I'm not completely cured of being <laughs> late, for example, but um, for a birth imprint for me, but I have about three or four birth imprints. And um, I said those affirmations every day for a year until I could get through all of them without having something mm. triggering some kind of mm -hmm. tears or some kind of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And then Courtney, what R you do, Rochelle, Rochelle. In uh -huh, was, uh -huh. um, or both of you too, is I was reminded of the piece from the Course in Miracles, mm. whereas it, we're not so scared of our darkness, but we're scared maybe sometimes of how great we are. Uh -huh. That's That sounds accurate for and, me. Right. And, yeah. and that... <laughs> Yeah. And so then again, so, so um, one thing I'm a really big fan of is it's, I love the word experiment. Let's just do an experiment. Mm -hmm, like in other around. words, let's have an experience uh -huh. of where I might just add just a millisecond more in on that in breath for two minutes today. And, and then I might, uh, you know, do that tomorrow and and I might just start to just add a little bit more into my inhale if that's what I'm feeling I might want to get curious with and and then maybe see what does arise too you know and um yeah like you know at the end of any kind of a breath circle we oftentimes will say you know now just bring this in 20 connected breaths do that once a day and you know like integrate it into your lives you know it's a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful interface breath is. Okay, with the world. And then also what I was going to say is that think about some of the most extraordinary things of life. Mm. Ask for us to be really present and conscious with our breath. Mm -hmm. There we are and we are, you know, singing. We are lovemaking. We mm. are world-class athletes. We are, you know, in an, an emotional moment. We're about to get in front of a microphone on a stage. And we find ourselves really coming into a fullness of our breath and then a fullness of our full expression in life, mm. in life. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really good thing to get curious about. Mm -hmm. And, and it's our systems, like you said, it's there, it's right under our noses. It's going to keep on going, but can we then become more conscious with it and curious with it? And there's just so many resources out there that give us all kinds of um, things that we can learn. Oh, can I throw in something about what we're doing with the kids? Um, so I'm, I'm part of an inter international group, the International Breathwork Foundation. And um, I'm the creator with my team of something called Conscious Breathing in the Classroom. And we teach teachers and also nowadays parents because a lot of parents at home with the kids. And um, how do I have three to five minutes of conscious breathing in the day-to-day -day life with the kids? And it's so cool because it might be at the beginning of the day, just ring a bell and say, listen to the sound of the bell. And as you hear the sound of the bell, close your eyes, bring your awareness to the breath, very much like what I just did at the beginning. And then how do you notice yourself afterwards? And suddenly you have a very focused, aware classroom. But on another moment, maybe... Johnny and Frankie are fighting. And so then we have a wood chopper's breath, which is like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and like a big discharge of the energy. 
and do that a few times and then a couple relaxing breaths now we can sit down and talk about what's happening mm. uh, maybe school assembly if the whole school has teachers that are teaching conscious breathing to the kids before we begin and when we end our school assembly let's let's do three conscious breaths together and i'm i know lots of different communities this program's gone to 50 countries and we have a free manual that we have, the breathingclassroom.com, that anybody can do. Because all those breathing exercises, like we have them gauged for different ages of kids, but really, they're for all of us. <laughs> you know, like, we've all got a kid inside that wants to do oh. the ninja breath or the oh, yeah. breath or the yeah. taco breath or something. Yeah, I, did, I, <laughs> I went to your online uh, video, uh, Zoom chat that you had for this, and I thought, wow, this is not just for kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and in fact, when we teach it, I usually try to say, well, let's put on our kids' hats and we can put on the teacher hat and the parent hat and, and so on because, I mean, who isn't a kid at heart, you know? And, and in fact, there is something called World Breathing Day that comes up every April 11th. And our same team, we've created something called Befriending the Elephant in the Room Recipes for Trauma Release for Younger and Older Bodies. It's kind of a long title. But we're actually putting out all the different parts that would be components of putting together a recipe for releasing trauma, but it, but in a fun kind of way. Like an, we actually have an illustrator making an elephant who's wearing a chef's hat and a, and a, you know, an apron and so on to just make it approachable. You know, it's like, let's befriend what's happening in our beings, in our bodies. Let's shake hands with it. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to to be with it. And that's that's the key to healing is mm -hmm. not to get rid of things, but to shake hands with it and befriend it. So mm -hmm. so is that something that like a, a curiosity I have is why what what has dis, what disconnected us from the breath? Like where did that come in, you know, like this curiosity about how how did that come in in general, you know? And I mean one thing that does come to mind for me is um, or actually, I'd be curious, Joanne, just to hear you. Well, my my first sort of intuitive gut uh -huh. response is um, a big part of modern day life uh -huh. um, is that, you know, it's like we like to have everything kind of compartmentalized in this kind of way where we pretend that death is not part of life. Right. We pretend that pain is not part of life. Right. And so if if death and pain are not part of life, then we're very much out of balance, skewed in this other direction. Uh -huh. And then when something painful or something of death does arise, we don't even have the coping mechanisms, mm -hmm. but it's because we've been in resistance. Yes. And being in resistance is uses up so much more energy oh, than yeah. being in allowance. Right. <laughs> I want a magic pill for that one, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's this being and, with... And you can tell, you can feel it in your body, you get constricted and so on. So that's right back to you, Courtney, about, and you too, is it, it's like a somatic approach it's like coming back to, well, are my shoulders way up? Am mm -hmm. I really constricted in my breathing? What am mm -hmm. I noticing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's and, a holding. And, I, mm -hmm. and I almost, I can, when I'm saying that answer to your question, I can actually feel some sorrow yes, come up yes. in my heart. And I think that's part of having crying yeah. every day in the last year is just being empathetic and just feeling like, yeah. wow, 
we were given such a promise yeah. of heaven on earth, right here on earth. Yeah. And we still have that promise. Uh -huh. But boy, what are we doing with it? We're kind of, we kind of gotten a little bit confused or mixed right. up here. Well, and, and yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say Yogi Bhajan from Kundalini Yoga. He says, you got problems? Yeah, just drop them. Right. Yes. Just drop yes, them. Yes. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, another another piece that just was p coming into my awareness, too, is just, um, I, it's interesting, I'm going here, but just this role of, like, the church and these institutional spaces where God wasn't um, made this close as our breath, you know, this space of, like, where we weren't encouraged and held in this direct connection with life and God through our breath or through our mindfulness or through our presence, you and, know? And through our bodies. Too. Yeah, and through our bodies. Yeah, there was this more like looking outside, understanding from our minds as opposed to this direct yeah. portal. And um, so it almost feels like as a collective, we're kind of making our way back. It just, just like with the drumming and the singing and the, you know, just this returning to the earth. This is the breath is part of this, of like okay. this, this direct connection. Yeah. And in fact, the word respiration, inspiration, mm. you know, they all come from the root word inspiritu, which means spirit. Right. So right. there's more than just a physiological thing happening when we're breathing. Yes. We're yeah. literally spirits. We're, we are, we are embodied. We are spirit in a body, embodied in a body. And both of those things, there's no duality here. There's not one part higher or lower than the other. And, and they really work together. And, um, you know, if we ever look around and if there's someone who truly inspires us, inspiration, inspiritu, it's like they're breathing spirit through how they are moving in the way of their life. And it doesn't matter if they're, if they're the, uh, the, the beauty, the hair cutter, what do you call her? <laughs> Sorry, the, the what's barber? the woman who cuts the hair? Mm. What's her name? A barber. A barber, yeah, barber. like the barber, the, the woman who cuts the hair. Anyways, oh. it's some. It doesn't matter if you're the garbage collector, if uh -huh. you're the person who cuts hair, if you're the person up on the screen who's a dramatic actor. Mm -hmm. People that we admire, I generally think, is people who are very much their spirit is embodied in their being, mm -hmm. and part of embodying our spirit and our being is being embodied with our breath. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we're just living, breathing spirits. And I was just wanting to circle back to potential Courtney's question of causes. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say that we lose our breath when we're disconnected from our caregivers when we're young. Like we don't have the co-regulation mm -hmm. of our mother. So I think uh, if you've had situations where you haven't been able to have someone show you how to breathe, through being present and through breathing in a healthy fashion themselves, as an infant or as a young child, you would likely adopt unskillful ways of breathing, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That's just a guess. <laughs> well, it, th there's huge correlations to that in mm -hmm. a number of different ways. Um, I just was reading a, a, a study. Uh, I wasn't reading the study. I was reading something speaking about the study that was of all of the people who were incarcerated that they were interviewing, every single one, 100% had been traumatized as a child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and then the, the effect of the severe trauma 
as children. And so there's a huge trauma as being abandoned or separated. Um, you know, there's a variety of other kinds of traumas. Um, another correlation is um, in some of the Scandinavian countries where they have a very good um, maternity and paternity leave that could last several years. And it's almost unheard of that the baby would not be with its parent in those very vulnerable kinds of years that they virtually don't even need a prison system. Right. And, and when they do have a prison system, it's about people learning and beyond rehabilitation, like really starting to learn to flourish as human beings. And, and so, yeah, those early childhood years, but also just the very active birth that when babe is brought up to mom and can climb up to mama's breast and exactly that co-regulation of skin to skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you on. immediately get the message that it's safe in the world. I can take my in-breath. I can, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because then that's, um, there are a number of different kinds of um, really incredible teachers in the breathwork movement, which by the way, is considered one of the fastest growing movements in the world nowadays. Mm -hmm. like, like, like where yoga was 10 years ago, well, breathwork is now. Like mm -hmm. it's really, really taking off all over the place, including some of the work I've done has been recognized by the UN. Mm, so wow. imagine whispering into those leaders' ears, mm -hmm. just take a deep breath. Oh, yeah, change the world. Woohoo! <laughs> so our, our very own retreat guru, who is a local organization that um, mm -hmm. is – offering retreats around the world and kind of like the TripAdvisor retreats. They are tracking the different kinds of retreats and they're just like, wow, it's explosive with, with mm. uh, breathwork. Mm -hmm. And then myself as a breathworker, I've been doing this 26 years. And I would say just about every single circle that I lead, I get at least two people at the end saying, can I learn how to teach this? I want to facilitate this too. Like, mm -hmm. like it's not just I want to integrate it into my life, but I want to start teaching this. This is so incredible. Mm -hmm. And and it's and I, what I love, I love to say, you know, it's for free. Mm -hmm. It's right here, right under our noses. <laughs> and it's available to every single person. And, you know, we can apply two or three different things with it. And suddenly we're integrating something that is just so extraordinary, you know, into our, our lives, you know. And, um, yeah, we're, we're actually, it, with the international work I do, like we're in, in refugee camps, bringing, um, well, trauma release there into, into um, refugees' lives through breathwork. But also um, we're doing work with kids with some of the work that we're doing. But again, it, refugee camps in various different places. Um, we're just finding that it's showing up virtually everywhere. It really helps with anxiety and trauma mm -hmm. and addiction. And geez, all those things are just at record kind of levels. And we just can't drug ourselves to death here. Mm -hmm. But we want to actually enliven ourselves and kind of come back to the spring within ourselves. And we can do that one breath at a time and, and bring ourselves back, you know. Mm. So starting, um, I'll just throw something out to you, is starting on uh, March 23rd, we're going to be offering a series online called Befriending Trauma, a conscious connected breathwork journey for gentle trauma release. Myself and a colleague from the Arctic, where I used to live for many years, and um, yeah, we're going to be doing a beautiful 
thing with breath work and movement and sound and really pulling in together all these different kinds of kind of like ingredients that are part of then finding ourselves in the moment and recognizing, oh, I'm having a bit of a trauma response right now, which all mammals have. We all have that fight, flight, freeze. And so here I have all that I need, all the tools that I need with my breathing. And I can actually be in standing in the lineup at the bank, feel my feet grounded on the earth and just notice my breath and then start to maybe lengthen my exhale and I can make a little humming sound and self-soothe and just bring myself back to the present moment in the kindest and gentlest way mm. as I might with a newborn baby, which is me in my own arms. And, and that each one of us doing this kind of work, one by one, one breath at a time, it's like we're bringing humanity back. Mm. Whenever you say that, I see this, I see us all breathing together, like this, this rhythm of like the exhale and the inhale, and we're actually all breathing on the planet together. And we're, yeah, we're finding a bigger breath. We're finding, we're finding a bigger breath. I have a Middle Eastern friend, Rabia, and that's his dream. He has an organization, Do As One, Mm. and his dream is one billion people breathing the same breath at the Mm. same time. And, and, you know, so it's like building that up and it's not that hard to do, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's lots of amazing things available to people nowadays. There's breathing apps that you can find online. There's so many different teachers. There's, there's the different kinds of anything. You could pretty much Google anything that you have that ails you mm-hmm. and then put breath or breath work next to it. And, and there would be a modality related to breath that would would be you know something that you could have and it it's not necessarily the end all be all cure all of everything however one thing i can say is that you know any and all of us who've done talk therapy which is good we need to have that um but sometimes we say two or three breath sessions is like a couple of years of talk therapy mm-hmm. well and it we, kind of is like the space that can hold 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 what we're moving in right the breath yeah yeah, yeah. It's like because a lot of it is just a charge in the body or uh-huh. a charge in our, in our emotional field, yeah. and it simply wants to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be met with something, and make and be met with resource, be met with um, yeah. life, be met with spirit. Exactly. It's, it's such a um, yeah. It doesn't cure all, but it's it's such a tool. It, there's something very empowering about it because anybody can do it, and there's nothing, no right or wrong way, and um, it really instantly holds a bigger view really yeah yeah and you can bring it into any situation like uh-huh. i was i had had some surgery and we were i had said i really didn't want very much of the anesthesia so they just gave me something local and uh-huh. so i was actually kind of aware the whole time so i was in the recovery room and there's all these people and groggy and so on and and I just was breathing in and breathing out mm. and imagining all this healing. And then I started making prayers for everyone mm. who was around me. Mm. And then by the time I was brought back to my room, I was just charged up. You know? and I, <laughs> I just felt like I was just this big prayer machine for <laughs> a couple of days. And I would remember being just so completely with my breath through the whole experience. 
And even though I was meeting a lot of the unknown in, in that situation, it was like having this dear friend, my breath, to, to, to move through that, um, that I could be more than present with it. I could actually, um, like I could shine through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Shine, yeah. Breath. Thank you for this conversation, Joanne. Yeah, thank you, Joanne. It's been my pleasure. Oh, you guys, you look so relaxed now. Mm. <laughs> I know <laughs> I was. Maybe he's gonna go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>